and welcome to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast, Podcast 61. I'm your host, Brian Heineser. Joining me this evening, the man who believes that responding to listener feedback, feedback is somebody else's responsibility, Ian. <laughs> Hello, everybody. And, and I'm sure that um, we'll get into that much later here, won't we, dumbass? <laughs> and of course, also, the man who single-handedly moved the living place of sugar gliders to the outback, Mac. It wasn't easy, but, you know, I had to carry a whole bunch of them in my little, in my arms, on my back, <laughs> on my head. Very it was good. a nightmare. Yep. And finally, our special guest this evening, whose sole purpose in life is to remove Kimberly's feminist title, dumbass. Hello, amateur skeptics. How's it going? It's going good. How are you doing? Good. And yes. I am going to get uh, get Kimberly disbarred from the feminist uh, union uh, <laughs> if it's the last thing I do. <laughs> Very good. You know, she just got her new membership card in Blazer, so... It's why she's not here, though. She She's afraid of me. You know, you're the one who kind of g- gave her that title. It wasn't until she went on your show that she even e- even decided she was a feminist. It was you. Really? Yeah. <laughs> she had never she had never really associated herself with that title. And then and then after your show, she she kind of uh, at least that's what I how I remember it. That's well, I mean, maybe it was uh, Rebecca O'Neill who had more of an influence on her. It, it might have been. It might have been. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, so so we have uh, a dumbass or parrot, whichever you know. Uh, you go you by can both. Use whichever. Yep. And uh, now you, no, you, we have the pleasure of having uh, a guest who has his very own media empire this evening. That's right, the dumbass media empire at dumbassmedia.info. So what what do you do there? Well, essentially, um, I've got uh, three podcasts that I run myself, um, and I'm looking to encourage uh, new. Uh, podcasters into skepticism to uh, uh, come in and do some stuff, and if they have no idea what they're doing, I can lend them uh, some web space and uh, set up their uh, RSS feeds for them and help them uh, get started, because I want uh, I want the web to be, you know, just overrun with skeptical podcasts. <laughs> no, do you care like if... Do you, are you concerned that, you know, that they have a niche, or are you okay with general skeptics podcasts? Um, general, yeah, general skeptics podcasts are fine. Um uh, niche work is is always really good. Uh, right. If you're doing something that uh, other people haven't hasn't covered already, then uh, you're adding a whole lot to the conversation, which I like a lot. So your feeling is, you know, do something. If you want to do a general one, go ahead and do it. Exactly. Because that's that's contrary to what um, and I, I'm trying to remember who. Oh, um, I can't remember his name now. Um, he he has a. Uh, he has the site about the um, the harm of uh, what's the harm dot net. What's the harm dot net? Yeah, um, uh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, he also runs uh, the uh, Skeptools blog. Right. And yeah, he he um, he actually uh, well, he's part of the reason that I'm doing this. I didn't hear him saying that there were too many. I heard him say, uh, well, read him say that um, there are already more skeptical. There's more skeptical content than a single person can listen to. You know that can keep up with. And I'm personally okay with that, and I'd like to see it get bigger. I don't, I don't know if he's commented on, uh, on exactly whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I think that's a good thing, and I want to see it uh, gain even more prominence. Yeah, no, he, um, he is of the opinion that really people should be trying to come in with a niche. There's too many general um, skeptics mm-hmm. podcasts, and I feel like you do. I've always made the case that listen, get out there and do it. If you want to do it, go ahead. You know, I mean, you may not get a, a lot of listeners. I mean, I don't. I mean, we have. We we had two in, in, until this week, 
and uh, and I think Kimberly may have scared off that that other listener. So now we're down to one, and uh, and it's okay. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, this kind of thing, uh, you do it for fun, and uh, just getting your thoughts out there is a worthwhile endeavor. But I will say that concentrating on niche stuff is absolutely wonderful. Uh, like uh, when I do the uh, ancient alien stuff, not a lot of people have looked into it really in depth, and I get to you know do a lot of research and find out stuff that other people just aren't talking about, and that's how I uh, my articles get uh, up there in Google searches. And that's a wonderful thing if you can concentrate on some sort of little topic that other people are talking about. Then yeah, you should definitely go for it. But I you know general stuff out there too. Give people a choice of things. You know if they like your style. You know, you're um, probably not going to get become, you know, hugely popular or anything, but just having a few dozen people listen to you is a wonderful thing. Yeah, I agree. I mean, and we de- and we have people who give us feedback occasionally, and I really appreciate that. On, on the other hand, I'm not I'm not necessarily doing it for for the feedback. And I mean, it, it's nice, but I, I'm doing it because I want to do it. And having listeners is is a great benefit of that. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm with you. And the other thing is, is that it, until you start doing it, you can't specialize unless you come in with an already specialized, right? If you're mm. just getting into this, you you might not have be have a special um have a specialty, but you want to have someone to get you you know to get your voice out there, and that's okay. Well, yeah, you know, well my my podcast is uh, <laughs> my podcast is a general topics uh, podcast. But, you know, I um, I developed a specialty for going, you know, I, I do things on ancient aliens, which is a very specialty uh, topic. So I do that once in a while, but then I go back to more general stuff as well. And, you know, you can you can do both and you can have specialty stuff that people who are looking for that will be very interested in. And I highly encourage people to uh, do some specialty stuff, even if they do have a general topics podcast. Yeah, I'm really happy with the fact that our podcast, the Amateur Skeptics podcast, has been kind of a journey. And we've learned all the way through it. Well, that is certainly one of the, one of the yeah. benefits that we've had is that we've all kind of grown through yeah. doing it. Yeah. All right. So let, let's move on. Um, Kimberly did, uh, of course, give us some announcements. Um, June 15th. Leftover. What's that? Um, so uh, let's see. Hopefully the podcast will be up in time for the first couple of announcements to have relevance. But this weekend, um, June 15th, 16th, and 17th, in the Denver Comic Con, while that may not seem a skeptical thing, um, I will be there. It will be fun. It's our first Comic Con. And one of the things about this is this isn't associated with the big San Diego Comic Con. This is a different organization. And this organization does an after-school program where what they do is they work with grade school kids, and they do a six-week program. It's completely, um, um, uh, that, 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 that. I can't think of the word suddenly. Nonprofit, and what they do is in the six-week course, the kids actually learn how to make their own comic book, and um, it's for grade school kids. Nonprofit's really an awesome-sounding program. I, I would love to have done something like that when I was that age. But when they're done, they have their own comic book, and so this is the first year they've done a comic con here in Denver. The weird thing is they were founded here in Colorado. They're doing the comic con. It should be a blast. I'll be there, and it, it's actually it sounds like a good thing to. Um, be supporting so. All right, so that's Comic Con. Um, Skeptic Camp Fort Collins is coming up on June sixteenth. Yep, this Saturday. The Denver Museum of Nature and Science is having their Science of the uh, Perfect Life is coming up. I don't know what HOC is. Uh, Grand Junction Mini Conference, and then of course the Athe- Atheist Alliance of America Conference is going to be here in Colorado, August thirtieth and September. Third, so I, what is it? Uh, 
Anyway, well, so it might be Labor Day weekend. Labor Day sure. weekend, that's the one. Yeah, there were there were some complaints about that, but all right. So those were those were what's coming up. So we have um some corrections. Um, we got uh, some feedback about um show fifty two, the benefits of porn, and we had uh, discussed. We had briefly talked about sugar yeah. gliders. Well, we we it, they it came up. Big, yeah, yeah. But anyway, apparently, what we've learned is Australia. Um, it's more than just Sydney, where they have the big Sydney um, Opera House and the Outback. There's actually more to Australia than that, believe it or not. Yeah, apparently that. Yeah, so so they have other uh, eucalyptus and uh, and other things that uh, the sugar gliders actually live in. Uh, Mac, uh, the uh, the sugar gliders mainly live in the eastern areas of Australia, the eucalyptus forests, and um, they also live in Tasmania, Indonesia, and New Guinea, and the Bismarck Archipelago. And what was funny about that is that you compare the outback to all of Texas as well, and, and Texas, of course, is is quite varied. It is. Yeah, yeah. I well, thought it was it, wait a minute. There's the there's the Alamo, and there's a bunch of people with guns. Well, they have right. mountains. <laughs> <laughs> all right, <sighs> Texas, not just like the outback. That should, that should be their slogan. <laughs> all right. That being done. In and all taken care of. Now yeah, we so can they, talk. We're not going to use her name. Well, no, oh, she okay. she asked me not to. Oh, I'm okay. That's why you know. Yeah, yeah. So now I have well, to now you. I have to edit that. Thank you. Sorry. We'll just bleep over it. <laughs> all right. So now we can talk about finally talk about gay superheroes. Yes. Well, gay superheroes have been around for a while now. Actually, um, both Marvel and DC have had uh, gay superheroes. They've more or less been second-tier characters. You know, in the case of Marvel, the most famous, who um, is, is the subject of uh, this one, is Northstar, who um, was originally a member of Alpha Flight, who's also been a member of the X-Men, and apparently he's getting married. So, regretfully, this is not the first comic book gay marriage. That goes to Archie Comics, which just um, a short while ago, they had um, their first gay marriage in comics. So they right. actually get to uh, claim that themselves. But then the first gay superhero to get married. So, um, just, you know, pointing out that the comic book industry is, uh, you know, being progressive and keeping up with what's going on in the world. So where is the ceremony being performed for North Star? I'm not sure. Wait, wait, exactly what state is Riverdale in where they also have this particular, uh, it's a um, a worthwhile question. I don't know what state Riverdale Mm -hmm. is in. And my guess is North Star is getting married in Canada since he is Canadian. Okay. Well, now they actually uh, is it Quebec that has some that actually has some common law marriage issues. I guess that I guess that's that's different. Dumbass, did we lose dumbass? I, yeah, no, I'm still here. I I have no idea about uh, the common law marriage situation in Quebec. I may be Canadian, but I don't have that much knowledge. Okay, about well, it. but but you do. But is is most most of Canada accepts common law marriage, right? Uh, yeah, I believe are, so. Are we gonna are we gonna make the are we gonna make the Australian mistake with Canada too? No, now? no, 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 no. Because I know that Quebec <laughs> I, is. I've a... seen South Park. Canada has one road that connects the whole country, and they have the floppy heads. All right. Our, our heads, uh, our mouths separate uh, from the rest <laughs> of our heads when we talk. That's right. All right, we'll we'll skip that because that the, the, there is some interesting stuff going on with with Canada and common law marriage in Quebec, and that people aren't getting married. And uh, there, there was a lawsuit by a, a woman. Um, but I, does all of Canada have gay marriage? Do, do you know that? I think we do. I'm not entirely sure. Okay. I, I know we at least have it here in Ontario. Okay. Okay. 
Um, apparently, Ian, you put an article in here also about the fact that DC is jumping on that bandwagon. Yes, and I would let you do that since you had the follow-up to it. Uh, no, go ahead and start it off. I, I've got questions okay. about it. But Well, about the same time that Marvel was announcing that um, North Star was getting married, DC came out with a uh, um, very vague announcement saying that one of their main superheroes is going to be revealed to be gay. And for those of you who don't know, DC just did a whole revamp, reinventing every single title and kind of restarting the whole storyline. And so well, I guess it makes sense as to why this would be a good time to the switch the character around like don't that. They? When the heck <laughs> don't they revamp all their books? Yeah. DC is notorious for doing that, admittedly, but it's a, they really put the hell out of this one. Has, has there been a big stink about this? Does anybody care, really? Well, my my thought on this, they they revealed who it was, which is that it's the that's the Earth Two Green Lantern, Alan Scott, and he's not now, related. Earth Two is that like an Earth on the other side of the sun or something? Earth Two is basically like their Golden Age Earth. That's where the Justice Society comes from. Um, it's where you know, basically the 1940s superheroes are still around. Wait, is it like an alternate universe? Yeah, it's a, it's like an alternate, uh, it's an alternate Earth, essentially. Okay. And if you look at a, a, like a diagram of DCs, such as they put in some of their conquests, they show these endless Earths spreading out through the universe, each one on a slightly different wavelength. My question about this is that if Alan Scott, the Green Lantern of Earth 2, is going to become, is going to be revealed as being gay, when are they going to do with this this with a prominent DC character? <laughs> well, see, that's the thing. Go ahead. I was just going to say, uh, yeah, I mean, they, they kind of said that they were doing it with a prominent character, weren't they? And turns out it's uh, the character isn't so prominent. Yeah, maybe maybe Warner Brothers needs a definition of the word prominent sent. <laughs> I don't know predicting it to be Aquaman or um, Wonder Woman. <laughs> Those are the two ones I kept hearing over and over again. You know again. what? Wonder Woman makes a lot of sense because if you look at some of the original comic strips. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And she comes from an island of uh, Amazon warrior women, so. Yeah. It, yeah, it, it kind of makes sense in that way. Yeah. <clears throat> well, you know, I think um, I think we'll know that we've achieved a good level of gay equality when a gay character in fiction doesn't become the news. When it's just, you know, characteristic of some character and not the whole point of the discussion that everybody's talking about it. Well, that was one of my problems with the show Glee. Um, I really hated my wife won't let me criticize it anymore in front of her. But I disliked a lot of things about the show. But I really disliked the treat of the gay character because here's this character who is upset because everyone's, um, you know, they, they bully him over being gay, yet he doesn't give you anything about himself except for the fact that he's gay. And it's been like, okay, you know, he's something more than gay. Are you talking about Kurt? I don't know. I, I think it's you a, didn't watch the point. show if that's what you got from it, because there's a heck of a lot more to that character than just that he's gay. And the whole gay bullying stuff really actually happens later in in the first season. We actually get oh, to right. know that character in the, in the first season. So, nah. You watch Glee? Yes, I watch Glee. The singing and dancing is fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> and you can have my but, man card. I felt at least seeing it is, um, I guess, Kurt, you said. Kurt. Um, that they, I didn't see any depth to him. So. Well, then you're wrong. You have failed. I think that uh, I think that that's what Rowling was trying to achieve by you know the the fact of Dumbledore turning out to be turning out to be gay is just simply another aspect of his character. Excuse me, Dumbledore. Okay. Um. Yeah, she kind of. Uh, I, I guess she must have been serious. I kind of didn't know whether she was serious or not, because yeah. she just kind of said it in an offhand remark. But that that could very well go that way. That uh, 
if uh, you know Dumbledore is gay, you know she didn't mention it, but uh, you know that's just might be just uh, something else about his character that you know you don't get to know. It's a behind the scenes thing. Yeah. No, but in the case of Glee, Ian's wrong. <laughs> if you say so, I, I don't agree with you. I I disliked all the characters. They all felt so one dimensional, as if they had no depth to them. It drove well, me crazy every time I'd watch it. I think this is because you have no soul. I think we can agree with his. I think we can agree with his general point, though, that um, if the whole point of the character is that he or she is gay, uh, then you know that you know you don't want that that to be the whole point. No, right. no, it really wasn't. And I think if that was the point of the character, that he wouldn't have won an Emmy in the set for his character in the se- for his portrayal of that character in the second season. That's. I don't know. They, they, one they thing, gave it to uh, what's her face for um, her role in Glee, and her role in Glee was who horrible. is what's her face. <laughs> Actually, her character was pretty interesting and complex. But as far as what you said, Brian, about if that was all there was to it, he wouldn't have won an Emmy. I don't think one thing necessarily follows the other. Well, Emmy's well, a popularity Okay, contest. well, either way, I don't know. He did a good job playing that character, and there's a lot more to yeah. it. And I don't think that you've watched enough of it to say. Yep. Uh, we'll, Which we'll just, is why... I'll leave it here with us disagreeing, I think. Ian, Ian, when's your next day off? <laughs> Why? Because Brian's going to bring over his autographed, autographed Glee DVDs. <laughs> have you watched Glee? Huh? <laughs> have you watched Glee? Me? I've watched. I've watched some of Glee. Yeah, it's fun. I it's... haven't watched any Glee. Okay, there you go. Yeah, you know what? Take my man card. I love the singing and dancing. So there. <laughs> I love musicals too. That's right. You lose a man card for that one. That's right. There's <laughs> nothing wrong with musicals, but they have to. They have to have story and good characters to them. <clears throat> Like like about Cannibals. Cannibal the Musical. Okay, onwards? Yeah, onwards. Yeah, I think we're done onwards. with gay superheroes. And, yeah, we we ran into yeah. okay. the ground. Let's see. Let's go uh-huh. on to... Oh, do we want to... the follow-up. You want to do the follow-up? Let's do the follow-up. Yeah, let's do the follow-up because, you know, it's good. Um, we talked about in the past the um, testing of neutrinos that looked like they moved faster than the speed of light. They've retested it and... Um, a mistake was made. They'd come out and said it, and the error was made. The, the um, particles are not moving faster than the speed of light. Okay, but and that's fine. Yeah, right. And and they and um they had found an issue with a with a fiber optic cable that they thought accounted for it. But here's the thing that gets me about this. Re- do you remember the whole discussion that that Dale had? Dale, I guess Dale and I had on um on our uh, Facebook about this. Yeah, I think so. Ugh. He he's like I couldn't imagine living in a world where the speed of light was you know. Have you talked to Dale about this? Have, have you have you have you reeled well, him in? No, I pretty much let stuff like that stay away. <laughs> just let it go, huh? Well, you know, it, I, I'm I think I'm kind of with you on this because it seems to me like you know if it was if there was some sort of exception uh, to the laws of the universe, some sort of uh, new type of you know physics beyond what we know that would allow. Uh, uh, particles in some sort of situations to move faster than the speed of light. That would be awesome. It would be. I agree. And I, and people, people who say, you know, people say things like, oh, that would, uh, just, uh, you know, that would invalidate everything we know about physics. Well, no, it wouldn't. It wouldn't invalidate all that stuff. It would just be uh, a new situation. It would be some sort of specialized situation. You'd have, you'd have to figure out exactly how it works. And, and once you do, you'd have a whole bunch of new physics stuff to that you understand more about the universe. Oh, no, I, I'm right. with you. But Dale's comment was more nebulous about, you know, he but about rules in general, I guess. Wait, uh, but, 
Yeah. But the outcome of this either way was going to be significant. Oh, yeah. You know, and that's the thing. And that's how science works. They looked at it and said, okay, this is interesting. We have to retest. We have to go back. We have to check. Because if this is true, this is awesome. If it's not true, we need to figure out what mistake we made and fix it. Right. And so, you know, that's what they did. And, uh, you know, that's one of the things you got to love about science. You know, they're not concrete. They, they see one thing. It's like, okay, we got to go back and make sure we didn't screw up. So. And in this particular case, they did screw up. Right. And that's fine, actually. That's part of science. You yeah. screw up. Well, it was fine because they came out and said, these are our findings. Help us. Um, right. You know, where NASA got into trouble um, was was overstating their findings. Yeah. And the scientific community, you always want to uh, state things, uh, you know, in un- as uncertain terms as possible. Right. Which is, you know, why, um, you know, creationists and, and other and, you know, kind of doggone science because it won't come out and just say it. Because, you know, they're so uncertain. All right. How about blood types? How about And I wanted to, I, I've been, this I thought was really interesting. I had no idea that there were, um, that even prior to this article, that there were 30 blood types. And uh, so blood types are identified by looking at proteins on the red blood cells. And they recently identified two new blood types, uh, Junior and Langerie. And uh, these blood types are... Um, significant um, because they, they suspect that uh, 50,000 Japanese people uh, are, are this blood type, and we didn't know about it previously. And it also, they, they found that it might have uh, something to do with the anti-cancer drug resistance, these mm. two particular blood types, which I, I thought was interesting. Mm. Um, what else? And and the other the other thing about the uh, that was interesting about the article is that um, they stated that, that they thought that there could be another 10 to 15 uh, rare blood types on top of this, which I, I was pretty surprised because, you know, I know, um, A, B, A, B, and O, and then I, and I know the negative and positive. I know tired. That's a blood type. Tired? <laughs> yeah, the proteins on it just, just look like they're sleeping. Sleeping. I don't, do, do you know your blood type? You must. I'm pretty sure it's O. O, O, positive or negative? Depends on how I'm feeling. Because, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we Generally have- O positive. Sometimes an unbent a bad mood O negative. My my blood type is always O negative. Always. And I so, have no idea what my blood type is. You don't, huh? No. Um, Maybe I should find out sometime. Yeah, well I, I, I think it's an important thing to know. You know, if would you it ever, be on my birth certificate? Um I would think. Unless you have Maybe one of no. these rare ones and you were misidentified. Maybe I should uh, I've got my birth certificate around here somewhere. Maybe I should look at it and see the time. Yeah. I think that uh, you can identify what type of blood you are. By it depends upon what shape the drops fall in. If you cut yourself, like circular drops are always O. <laughs> so if you have O negative blood, you are the universal donor. So anybody can take your blood. Um, AB positive is a universal recipient. They can receive any blood. Okay. So that, that there's there's a lot of interesting things about different blood types and stuff like that. Uh, it came up um, because we were. I See, was I thought lunch. I had actually thought O positive was the universal donor. Um, so did so did my friend because he was O positive. Um, and uh, and I'm like, no, it's O negative. So we, I mean, and we looked it up and verified it. It's 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 O negative that is the universal donor. I'm pretty sure that I got that off of a uh, Wikipedia, so it must be correct. <laughs> Well, you know, I have I have one important thing that I want to say about uh, about this. <clears throat> Thirty-two types now. Suck it, Baskin Robbins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they better get on it. They're behind. 
So, yeah, so I found that interesting. It was a lot of fun. All right. Let's skip in the feed. Do we want to talk about our the future now? The future? The true sign of the end of the world? Yes. Well, the end of the world. Yeah. Oh. I mean, of all the things that make me convinced that the end is finally coming, it's when Harold Camping comes out and says, listen, there's no way to predict the end of the world. Whoops, my bad. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Harold Camping um, actually came out after, what, three, four failed predictions about the end of the world? I think it was only... came to- it was at least three, because there was the one, you know, back several years ago. There was two this year. I think there was one before that. Or two, two sorry, two last okay, year. Okay, there was one in the 90s, and then the last one was, uh, he, he kind of predicted it twice when it didn't happen the first time. He was like, oh, well, it's going to be in three months, because we were supposed to have the apocalypse, and then another three months, you know, for, of, of hellfire and brimstone on Earth, and then it would be destroyed. Thought, well, well, and that's when he said, well, we're all under judgment. And then when it didn't I, pass, I, that's I think when he, he predicted comes back. one like in the um, I want to say late seventies. Oh really? I think he did. Pre- he had one earlier than the nineties. Okay, I don't. know. I remember that. I, no. I know about the one in the nineties, and then and then the the one in the two thousands that failed. But uh, after the Never mind, guys. what? What? That's pretty much gratitude, Dale. That's what he's saying. So. I uh, just thought that was amusing for him to actually come out and say that finally and say, you know what, I don't believe you can predict it. And uh, I, I don't think that's apologizing for screwing people over with it because he actually did mess no, up people's lives. He's not apologizing for screwing people over. He is asking forgiveness for his sin against God by predicting Judgment Day. <laughs> so he doesn't care about the people. You know, my he favorite... more concerned with his standing in the hereafter. My favorite website, endtimes.com, says that it's coming and we can know. And since it's my favorite site, it must be right. <laughs> well, I said, it, it, to me, find it is coming, finally. I mean, if Tom Campy saying it's no longer happening, we're doomed. Yeah, it's well. that simple. <laughs> just, just people realize Jesus is, Jesus is coming. Look busy. No news is good news. All right. I, I want to talk about the comic. Convert. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, the yeah, the intelligent yeah. design. Calling, I, I actually fell for it uh, for a few seconds, I, and I, I clicked on it to see the thing, and I saw the first one, and I was laughing out loud. But then I realized, oh, that'd be pod. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the, it's this comic, you know, that that basically uh, um, was humorously designed as an intelligent design coloring book. To give the children, um, so, you know, to, to basically to um, um, rebut uh, what is it? Penetrating theoret- theoretical terror. <laughs> but what is so great? So there's this this picture, and it's these you know two boys and then a girl in between them at the beach. <laughs> and Terry uh, is doing the intelligent designer's work using her breast. She attempts to distract Mike Matt from looking at Michael. Breasts can be used for good or evil. When they're used to foil homosexual activity, it pleases the intelligent designer. <laughs> to celebrate her success, color her bathing suit pink because she's a girl, and Matt and Michael bathing suits blue because they're boys. <laughs> no uh, instructions on the umbrella or the beach. No, 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 that's okay. But uh, at least we know what to do with breasts now. Yes. Because <laughs> I was so confused. Yeah, he's, then, looking, he's looking at another man. Send in the breasts. <laughs> Send in the breasts. So well, the next one is, you know, that that monkeys and people are different. But what's funny is that you know these are clearly apes and humans, and it says, mm-hmm. see the differences. Oh yeah, <laughs> and there well, are no the humans are wearing clothes. Yeah, the, 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 yeah, that's the only difference. Humans are wearing clothes. <laughs> and in the previous page, 
It looks like uh, mm-hmm. just they're just a bunch of damn dirty apes. With apologies to Park Charlton Heston. Well, but they're both stoning somebody to death. Well, yeah. So, but uh, Dumbass found a better one. <laughs> yeah, um, the converts document. These I, I started following these guys uh, a few months ago on Twitter, and I've seen a few of their things, and uh, they've uh, got some pretty funny. It's a uh, this concept is of course it's a documentary talking to these. Uh, uh, Christians who uh, have a bunch of uh, really weird ideas, and of, of course, it's the same thing. It's it, it's kind of a fake thing. Uh, but I, I've actually talked to, to uh, one of the guys who runs it, and he tells me that they take uh, most of their quotes from actual things that Christians have said. That's excellent. <laughs> Th- this video it was it was absolutely hilarious. All these all these clips of uh, of creations is <laughs> pretty funny. So I haven't watched any episodes yet. I will definitely be doing that. That that is good stuff. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. None of these really have much meat to them. Do we have a good story? Well, we could uh, we could always talk about the beat your gay kids, Pastor. I thought we talked. Yeah, about well, that we have a lot of stuff that we can go off of. We have, if you want to jump to that, jump to oh, one. Um, we've got the. Uh, we've oh got wait, the hold on, dumbass. Fake. Which one? Well, uh, I've got uh, some stuff to say about uh, uh, church group and the fake raid. Oh yeah, let's oh, talk yes. about that. All right. Basically, what happened here was that this church group, in order to demonstrate uh, religious persecution and what that looks like, kidnapped a bunch of guests to the church. They were they were basically there as guests of the youth group, and they kidnapped these kids, put them, threw them in the back of a van. Um, I believe they restrained them and took them to the pastor's house where they got to witness the pastor being beaten beaten and abused before the uh, whole thing was revealed as being no it was all a setup you were it was this was just a illustrative thing we're the actual we're the youth group i don't know how this could possibly be legal <laughs> it, it, yeah. i don't it know how this could possibly be thought of as a good idea <laughs> hey kid you know there's a lot of people suffering from things like cancer and their treatments cause them to become extremely nauseated and vomit in order to help you empathize with them i've laced the drinks you've just consumed with ipecac you should begin <laughs> vomiting momentarily <laughs> That sounds like logic here. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's... Uh, the gun used by the officer in the fake raid was unloaded, but real. Oh, that is an off-duty police officer acted as one of the two kidnappers who raided the Wednesday night meeting. And but you look at the defense, the, the church officials are trying to laugh. They had fun. <laughs> yeah, they were laughing. Uh, um, yeah, they were laughing, and I can't really confirm that, but that's what I heard from friends of hers. Like, dude, seriously. <laughs> Is there any follow-up on this? Is anybody being sued? Is this being looked at in any way? Uh, as far as I know, they're they're looking at they're looking at filing they're looking at filing criminal charges. And there, there appears to be an investigation here, according to this article that you've got. Okay. And this it's been what two months now? It looks like so. It could be a while. It seems to me that the only difference between what these guys did and what happened to what happens to persecuting Christians is that these kids got the chance to go home at the end of the day. Otherwise, other than that, it's exactly the same experience and exactly the same level of wrong as when it's done to yeah. Christians in other countries. Which makes it okay to do to them so that they empathize with these other Christians. Yeah, let's screw you up for life so that you know what it's like for these other people that are screwed up for life. <laughs> Nightmares aren't a great thing to have nightmares like that to not trust anyone. You'll be sitting alone in a room and suddenly be freaked out because you think you're about to be um, assaulted. Yeah, that, that's, you need to learn how to feel like that. <laughs> it's like, it's like though, it's like they're punishing these children for something that's happening that other people are doing to other Christians. 
It's like inducing inducing people to to into actually have sh- shell shock or post traumatic stress disorder to show them what it's like to have post traumatic stress disorder. Right. Let's tie you down and fire bullets at you for um, about an hour or so, and that way you'll know exactly what our military feels like. You know, there's something to be said for walking in somebody else's shoes, but this is not the way to do it. Mm. Right. Ellen DeGeneres uh, has a bit in one of her old comedy routines where she said that she was sold to a tribe of tribe of Indians when she was a little girl, and she learned their ways, became part of the tribe, had several children, and one day, years later, her family came back and said, just kidding, and everybody in the <laughs> tribe was an actor and put in on the joke, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and they all laughed and laughed. And that's a funny joke because it's it's an absolutely ridiculous story. In real life, you just don't get to do something with those kinds of serious implications and then jump out at the end and say, just kidding. So I'm in the kitchen, and um, in the kitchen was my dad, my mom, all my brothers and sisters just standing there staring at me about to start laughing. I'm like, what? You know, because I was seven. And so my dad said, Ellen, honey, uh, we've never liked you as well as the other children, so... We've sold you to a tribe of Iroquois Indians. They'll be here to pick you up in about an hour. We're going to go to the ice capades. Bye-bye. Good luck. That was seven. Um, so I lived in the Origines Mountains for about nine years with the Iroquois. Learning basket weaving and pottery making. And I taught them that noise you make under the arm like that. That was a skill I had. And... It was customary to marry within the tribe at 13 and have several papooses, which I did. And tukoo were their names. And um, anyway, nine years later, here comes trudging up the mountains. My dad, my mom, all my brothers and sisters carrying a big thing of lemonade. Of course, we didn't recognize them. We're shooting them with bows and arrows and everything. But they get up to the top. We're just kidding. We love you. You're ours. Come on home. And we went home and laughed and laughed and laughed. Yeah, that's like uh, that's like uh, I don't remember what comedian I was watching, but he was talking about how how he started hearing Satan's voice and and Satan told him to do all these terrible atrocities. And he so he it was uh, I, I almost had his name for a second. But anyway, he said and at the end of it, Satan's voice says, hey, just kidding. It's me, Bob. He <laughs> uh, <laughs> <you> got me. <laughs> He's hacked up his entire ham, ham family in there in a duffel bag. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't there a horror movie that's basically like that? A bunch of kids go to camp and they're being abducted one by one, and then they, as they get as they get killed, essentially they become part of the uh, part of the gag. It does sound a little familiar. Yeah. All right. So kidnapping kids to impress on them that other people are being repressed—bad idea. Yeah. You know, if it's if it's a federal offense, if it is a federal level felony, it's probably not a real good idea. Don't you think you know, that you, you can you can weave a good story to kids? You can you know make it sound like uh, you know very visceral, uh, explain it in great detail. You know, you you can you can do that kind of thing. Don't you think that churches that do this kind of stuff should lose their tax exemption? Well, churches in general should lose their tax. Well, exemption. okay, but if you need a reason. <laughs> yeah, you know, I I don't I actually I have to say Brian I think that's probably maybe a little tasteless. This this we're talking about we're talking about felonies here. We're talking about people who have done things that should be essentially unthinkable and they've done it in the name of well we we're pretty sure we're right about this. All right. And, and that's yeah. you know I I hope that they end up I hope that they end up putting some people in jail about this. 
Yeah, I wonder if that'll actually. So they can be persecuted. <laughs> I, 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 I'm. Uh, I don't know if that's actually going to happen. That that'll be interesting to if if we can find any follow up about it. I suspect it'll be hard to find any follow up about this situation. Okay, um, so I guess we're done on that one. I think uh, so. Let's talk about Jesse Lee Peterson. <laughs> let's do that. All right. Oh yeah. So okay. So this is the um, Jesse Lee Peter- Peterson is a uh, uh, preacher, and I'm I where was, I don't know exactly where he was from. Does it say he? I mean, it's in the south somewhere. He was from uh, Hazard County, I believe. <laughs> Hazard County. So he, he was get, the uncle to. Or, or is that a different Jesse? Yeah. So he was different invited Jesse. by Fox News, and uh, um, and I guess this is um, uh, the Bond is a Hannity. He's 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 part of the board. So um, Sean Hannity is part of the the board of of Bond, and they invited this guy to to come and talk. and And he gets on there, and the first thing he says is, you know, that um, he's uh, you know, he wants to say goodbye to America, the America that he knows <laughs> that he that he knows is gone. And he gets on there, and he starts just attacking women specifically because women are taking over and and this is the problem women and he says i absolutely know for a fact that women cannot handle power <laughs> and 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 he says back in the he biblical, knows that for a fact he knows that for a fact and back in the biblical days you know men they 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 weren't scared to you know to, to you know to put women in their place basically is what this guy says and he says you know he says our first mistake was giving women the right to vote and i, I have a weird feeling that when he got back from that conference, his wife beat the shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, but here's you know here's what I'm thinking. The She's first probably thing, about a foot and a half taller. Right. right now. <laughs> but but here's a here's a black man saying that we shouldn't have given women the right to vote. But maybe what if we hadn't given black men the right to vote? Well, you know that's one one thing too because I notice uh, his direct quote here. He said we should never uh, we should never we should have never turned that over to women. There are more women out there voting than men now. And these women are voting in the wrong people. They're voting in people who are evil, who agree with them, who are going to take us down this pathway of destruction. So as I understand his argument, um, we shouldn't have let women vote because they don't vote the way he wants them to vote, which I'm assuming is, which I'm assuming is Republican. Right. And he says that women, women are voting with people that agree with them instead of what is right. Right. And as I, as I understand him, voting Democrat is evil. So his main principle would be that any group that tends to vote for evil, as in Democrat, should not be allowed the opportunity to vote. And I think that's the natural progression of his line of thinking. I'm not mischaracterizing his position, right? I don't think so. And it sounds like you're, it sounds like you're characters, characterizing his position pretty clearly. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, I got to thinking that black people tend to overwhelmingly vote for Democrats. Yes. So I would really like to see Mr. Peterson make the case that black people should never have gotten to vote. His own logic dictates that this should be his position. So I dare Mr. Peterson to hold true to his to his own ideals and publicly declare that allowing black people to vote was a mistake. (laughs) But based on what he's saying, Uh, no man. Apparently, wait, wait, a little further down in the article in 2009. He said he thought 96% of black voters were racist toward whites. And in January, he said he would send black people back to plantation <laughs> so that they would understand the ethic of working. I, I'm quoting from the article. I am yep. quoting from the article. And and presumably, at least as my understanding follows, uh, from his his own, you know, from, from God's mouth to his ears to his mouth. 
this is the way it goes. So, yeah, he shouldn't have any problem making that uh, making that statement. I, I'd like to hear him say that allowing black people to vote was a mistake, right? It sounds like he's on that road already. Yeah. <laughs> well, it doesn't say that he would necessarily... It doesn't say he would necessarily take the vote. He just wants them to get the ethic of working by working on the plantation. I don't know. Maybe he thinks that uh, black men are capable if they work on the plantation of, of uh, getting better, but women aren't. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, the, this whole kind of thing sets back feminism and it's it, it sets it back years. I mean, this kind of mentality is – It sets back it sets back thinking thousands yeah years. civil rights feminism humanitarianism i mean so it's wrong to vote my conscience if it, if it isn't his vote that's what he's saying yep mm. lovely gentleman that's pretty much an insult to the idea of democracy yes yes well yeah so but i mean it's it's interesting you know um peterson has has been a regular guest on Sean Hannity's Fox News today um oh. talk show uh, Hannity serves on the Bond Advisory Board. Bond Advisory Board? Yeah, I, yes, Bond. I think they choose who plays Bond next. <laughs> okay, well, I, I don't know what that's about, but... Uh, yeah, Bond, we... Rebuilding the Family by Rebuilding the Man. No. I guess it's one of those traditional gender role type of things. Men have become so weak these days. Yes, yes. Well, yeah. They're letting women take over. They're not putting women in their place. <laughs> and, you know, the Bible tells us how to treat women. I really I should be beating my wife. <laughs> it's exactly. If you're not beating your wife, you're not doing her any favors. Well, I haven't thrown my kid yet for talking back to me. Well, yeah. If it, You know, yeah, you've got to stone them. And getting a new wife is is pretty easy. You go rape a woman, then you pay her father what fifty, you know, whatever. Three goats and a cow. I think. Three goats and a cow. It could be. Deal. I'll take it. <laughs> That's <laughs> that where, am I, where am I going to get three goats and a cow in the city? <laughs> hey, well then. Wait, wait, wait. What if you want to marry three goats and a cow? Oh no, I that is definitely wrong. Yeah, I think Leviticus covers that, but uh, you know, uh, no, no payment uh, that you can make to, to three goats and a cow. I, I don't know. Do you have to give a woman to the cow's father? Maybe, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> that, that sounds like bull to me. <laughs> you know, the, our, our society is so screwed up. A, a guy can cook up a goat, eat it. You know, he's called a gourmet, but fall in love with that very same goat. <laughs> And and I I've never verified this, so it's an anecdote that uh, in um in uh oh god what's that state right up above us there um Wyoming, Wyoming? that Wyoming. there is a law about how high a, um a man's boots can be because they didn't want to break the sheep's legs. <laughs> I heard that I have not verified it. Where men are men and sheep are nervous. Yes. I'm not sure I completely understand that one. They are having sexual congress with the sheep. Yeah, I, I, I understand that that's the uh, implication. And I but guess, what does that have to do with boots? Well, I guess if the legs get caught in the man's boots, uh, it could break them. That was oh, my I understanding. I, I'm not sure exactly I think how you're that gonna, would work. Uh, I think I, you're going to have to research that one. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to have to get me a pair of boots. <laughs> and, a, and a sheep. 
<laughs> because this requires that kind of research. Want to borrow mine? <laughs> your boots or your sheep? My sheep. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> <clears throat> wow, all right. <laughs> all right, Ian, pick one. Uh, well, we'll go to... Yeah, yeah, um, that sounds like good Okay, um, how about, and what the fuck are they thinking? Abortion causes breast cancer. Oh, yes. This uh, is one of those things that shows just how desperate the conservatives are getting right now in this country. Um, and just how little they're worried about facts in order to get their way. And this is one of those things that just gets you to no end. In New Hampshire, the, um... The Congress actually put out a bill. It passed, um, and basically it, it's an um, anti-abortion bill, trying to discourage abortion. It, it, you know, one of the things they put within the bill is that doctors ha- are supposed to tell women looking for abortions that abortion causes breast cancer. Yeah. And when, you know, there, there is there is a line of reasoning that one could use to prove that, yes, abortion does cause breast cancer, but it's not a good, solid line of reasoning. Well, what it is is that women who have had children have a, and I guess, I don't know if they if they have to breastfeed or not, um, but have a statistically lower rate of breast cancer. But that does not correlate to having an abortion causes breast cancer. Right, and that's the thing. There's no, nothing, not a single bit of evidence to back this up. But they don't care. Um, you, you, you can't just legislate what the science says. I mean, it's the scientific community, and you've got to listen to the scientists. And, uh, you can't, you can't uh, just make up your own mind and say, okay, this is the way it's going to be. We're going to put it into law. Sure you can. Shouldn't. It's, it's fear-mongering. But that's what they're doing, yeah. They it's, it's pure it, fear-mongering. Yeah, you shouldn't be that, able to, is what I'm saying. Of course you can. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's the thing. They shouldn't, but they're doing it anyway. They don't care. They're, they're making sure that doctors are lying to their patients. That's exactly what they're doing. I think the article even refers to it that way. They're but voting on uh, the sex of a cat. Yeah, they basically just said, listen, we don't care what the hell about, you know, any of this integrity crap. You're a doctor, and now you have to lie to your patient. And that's all there is to it. Like, wow. Yeah, and there, there's some other, there's been some other incidences where, um, where doctors have lied to their patients, and that was found to be okay regarding, um, you know, women's issues. Um, and I think it was, I think it had to do with ultrasounds and, uh, and, and the condition of the baby. There's been some other issues regarding this, and I, clearly I don't have, I, I don't have that story in front of me. Right, because your own medical decisions aren't up to you. No. You shouldn't be given the proper information to make your decision on your own. We need to lie to you. I don't right? understand why they, why the, why the Republicans have chosen I mean, it's not just abortion. They've chosen right now birth control in general, which has been a settled issue. I mean, well, but and we heard the whole Newt Gingrich thing where he was calling the one woman that testified um, a slut and stuff. And if you listen to what Newt Gingrich said, I don't think he listened to her testimony at all because her testimony had nothing to do with herself. Her testimony was she is um, the head of the women's health or whatever for the um, Catholic school she goes to, Catholic college. And she has had several women come to her and say, listen, we're having problems because we can't get birth control pills that we need to regulate our period and prevent us from having cysts form on our ovaries and other life-threatening illnesses. And these women have had serious, dire complications due to not getting the birth control pills. They have nothing to do with sex, have nothing to do with um, 
keeping themselves from getting pregnant everything to do with making sure they are healthy as can be. I, I think and since birth controls it. are since birth control pills are essentially bundles of hormones. Right. Yeah. And right. I, I can emphasize with that too because uh, my wife needs to take birth birth controls for exactly that reason to regulate her cycle. And right. you know she uh, you know. Um, uh, before uh, she, you know, uh, she got them, she was in a, she was kind of in a lot of pain uh, because her cycle was getting uh, uh, irregular and uh, doing some stuff. And uh, uh, the kind of thing, you know, you, you've got to consider all the medical uh, implications of this. And uh, women should be able to get this kind of medicine that they need. Yeah, I think that was Limbaugh that said that. Um, Rush yeah, Limbaugh, Rush Limbaugh. On, yeah, right, Rush Limbaugh. I, I get those two mixed up. They're both. Um, fat ass um, ball of hot air. <laughs> yes. But he not only that, he went as far as to say that we should give them their birth control and when they have sex, they, they should they should yep. make sex tapes and distribute them. And like I said, everything he said said to me he listened like five seconds of that testimony and decided it was her wanting to get birth control for herself so she could be a slut. And it's like there was nothing even close to suggesting a single bit well, of what he know, claimed. If you're talking Limbaugh, Limbaugh's a shock jock. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. His whole thing is to get people riled up so that they listen to him and so, you know, Instead they basically the listen truth. to his sponsor commercials. It does concern me, though, that, that he would, that, you know, that he would encourage these women to, to make, be making these sex tapes because, quite frankly, there is already enough amateur porn out there and I don't yes. really need more. Oh, I need more. Well, you do more amateur porn. <laughs> I like the pr- porn. I want to see it all. Really, I like the professional <laughs> porn myself. I like it touched up. I, you know, I, I like the, I like the acting quality of the professional porn. <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh yeah, their acting quality is so. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, they are top notch. You, you, you can admit it on the on the podcast. What you really like is the hairy bob and man ass. Okay, apparently, um, China, the former wrestler who tried to be a real actress, is now a porn star. Who is that? So, China, she was, uh, I guess, a wrestler, and then she tried her bit as a real actress, didn't okay. last long, and she's a porn star now. Apparently, in the Avengers porn parody, she plays She-Hulk, which seems very fitting. All right. Well, I guess Octomom did some taste yeah. erotica, too. Yeah. Well, we can help. Basically, what, what it comes down to here is that if Rush Limbaugh needs help finding porn, we can help him. <laughs> yep. I, I mean, it's it's yeah, I, it's pretty easy. He doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't need to go after college students who are just trying to be healthy and decide he wants to see them do porn. No, there's enough people out there doing the porn that you know he should be able to find something to please himself. I just don't know what oxycotton porn looks like. <laughs> I've got a site I can show you. <laughs> okay, <laughs> excellent, <laughs> excellent. <laughs> Well, I think right, now, I, I know that we, we're 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 a little short here. Is there anything else we want to cover? Well, looking at um, two down, um, since we're talking about conservatives being stupid, um, <laughs> we can talk about the absence only bill. That seems like it's somewhat on the same topic, anyways. Okay. Because you know we've talked about how absence only does not work. It is not good sex education because it actually did not sexual education. <laughs> but um, apparently, in Utah, they passed. Uh, abstinence-only sex ed bill that actually prohibits the talk of homosexuality in classrooms. So not only are they trying to deny that you um, birth control all that and say just don't have sex, but also trying to pretend that homosexuality has nothing to do with sex as well. And it's amazing that they are litigating education to this level. They're saying the teachers are not allowed to actually teach anything. 
you know, it, it sets a huge step backwards. And it's interesting what we're just talking about. It's trying to litigate out facts and science and all that and just say, we're going to decide how to rewrite it all. Uh, actually, what I'm seeing here on this is the bill lifts the current requirement that all public schools must teach sex ed in grades 8 through 12. Districts would decide whether to offer sex ed classes that teach an abstinence-only curriculum or not offer the course at all. So they don't force them to teach abstinence-only. That's just the only thing they can teach if they're going to teach a sex ed course. Well, basically, let's tie the teacher's hands and say, listen, you want to teach them something, you're not allowed to teach them facts and practical thinking anything of value. You instead have to teach this form of education that has been proven time and time again to not work. And you Actually, have to leave out huge gaps of facts. Tying the teacher's hands is a different form of sex education. <laughs> <laughs> you know, regardless... Not I mean, an unpopular one. Th- there's some issues, though, because if they aren't being taught this stuff in school... Then you have to do it at home, and now you're relying on the parent to be to be up to date on what you know the, the latest about STDs, um, and and different types of contraceptions. I mean, I have a banana and a condom; I can cover that with them, but I'm not sure that I can adequately cover everything that I would expect expect a sex educator to know. Right? Yeah, you'd, you'd want to have some sort of health professional uh, giving out uh, these kinds of facts. I think. I think so too. Like ideally, well, yeah, but the problem is, is that if they if they are choosing to not to not do that, and if their sex education that they are giving is not comprehensive, is there a point? No, that's the thing. There isn't any. And how, how much? How many lessons does it take to say don't do it? Yeah, <laughs> don't do it. End of class. See you later. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a, um, yeah, they probably have a talk with them. Like you might get these urges, but you should try to ignore them. <laughs> that's right. That's right. right. Until you... yeah, well, that's what I'm like what it's saying. Because teachers would be barred from talking about homosexuality even if asked by a student. So even if the students are asking them questions about this stuff, they have to deny it. They know we can't talk about that because you're not allowed to have education on anything. You know, apparently, you got to go out in the streets and learn it from your friends. Right. And and where are your friends learning it from? I mean, because what I've taught my kids is that mommy and daddy do it, so it's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there yeah. there is some uh, good news uh, about uh, homosexuality in schools, at least here in Ontario. Um, I was talking about this, uh, well, yesterday I recorded uh, an episode of uh, my Invisible Sky Monster podcast, and that should be coming out in the next few days. But in Ontario, um, there's this uh, anti-bullying bill uh, about uh, students forming uh, gay-straight alliances uh, in school, you know, allow Allowing them to use the name Gay Straight Alliance, although, you know, they're coming under fire. Some some Catholic groups uh, running Catholic schools uh, here in Ontario don't want to allow the students to use the name Gay Straight Alliance. Um, but uh, it, it looks like uh, most of the support is towards uh, getting that put through, and that will be uh, uh, pretty nice. Isn't that just going to make more gay kids? Aren't you concerned? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Gay kids don't come from gay parents. Then we don't determine that Right, because we're gonna put it. Yeah, because yep. we're gonna lock all the gays and lesbians and yeah. yeah, in a fence. Yeah, so separate fences for each one. Yes, yeah. The, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because you can't have them mingling. Because then there's a chance that they'll, you know, <laughs> repent. Yeah, somebody might fall on somebody else. <laughs> Well, one one thing I found uh, interesting, and I, I've commented on this, but uh, one one thing I, I found interesting, I was reading another article about this uh, same topic that uh, uh, the uh, the gay bashing that goes on in high schools and uh, and the amount of anti-gay sentiment, like uh, for example, it, I, it's now common uh, in, for kids to uh, you know if they say some if a guy says something nice about another guy, he ends the sentence with no homo. 
Oh. Well, <laughs> wow. I find that really weird, you know? Cause... Well, I know my son, my oldest son, just um, had some bullying this year from this one kid that kept calling him gay constantly. And Was that this year? No... By the way, what? you guys yeah, are but... great. No homo. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bromance. This last year, Quinn was having a lot of problems with the uh, kid calling him gay and putting him down and saying he was queer. Apparently, even cleaning that he'd been by our house and seen um, to make it out with a guy. It was disturbing stuff, and it, you know, it, it, to me, it doesn't matter one way or the other, but it was, you know, obviously upsetting my son as, you know, he, it was, you know, the kids were making fun of him along with him. Yeah. So, Ian, I, I've seen your house. There's not room to make out with a guy in there. <laughs> you know, what we've got to work towards is a society where words like gay and homo aren't pejorative terms. Yes. Yeah. Well, see, that's one of the things. I was trying to figure out how to present to my son. It's like, I can't necessarily say, well, it doesn't matter to me one way or the other. You just shouldn't take it personally. Uh, but that doesn't quite work at that level where if, you know, other kids are getting their heads to call you that. It, um, you know, I, I don't like the idea of it being an insult. Yeah, I, I don't like the idea of it being an insult either. But clearly, you know, Quinn is picking up on the fact that it was intended to be an insult. Yeah, and he took it that way. Right. And, you know, it was so hard to talk to a 12-year-old and explain to him some of that stuff. Like, you know, if you are, I don't care. There's nothing wrong with it. But, you know, and he that, that definitely wouldn't come out right with him. And so, you know, we, we tried to get him to understand, just ignore it and not, you know, worry about it. But it bothered him greatly. And, you know, it, it's such a hard thing to talk about saying, you know, it's not really an insult because it doesn't matter. It still matters. Yeah. Are they going to a new school next year, though? Yeah, they'll be joining your girls. Very good. Well, all, all our kids will be at the open school now. Nice. That you know, that's a place where that kind of that that kind of stuff isn't tolerated. And, yeah, that's and it, what we understand. When that kind of stuff happens, there is there are meetings and there are discussions, and people t- sit down and talk about why why this shouldn't be happening, and they get everybody together to have these conversations, the parents and the kids. And, well, that, and that's what we were trying to have happen, but the kid is like, it's, uh, the best way I can start is he's like the perfect Eddie Haskell character. Around uh, the adults and stuff, he's charming, they love him, they think he's so polite and stuff, but as soon as the, the adults are out of the way, he's a complete total asshole. And well, that's what was happening. And so the teacher actually believed him. The, the, the kid would say, I'm not doing anything like that, I'm, you know, and the teacher fell for it. And so it took us until this kid did the dumbest thing. He Facebooked quick. And they were, you know, they have a Facebook account. He sent Quinn a Facebook saying, "What the fuck is your problem, you fucking faggot?" I'm like, wait, a oh, we boy. actually have something he can't deny having yeah. done. Very good. All right, well, good. Yeah. So I, I think that I, I, we, we've, we've gone long enough, but there, there is one thing that I, I did want to talk about. Um, okay. A certain uh, podcast um, was going through. Uh, the list of friends of their podcast and he even went as far as to list people who don't listen to his podcast and it suggests that people not listen to their podcasts as well and what i found odd about this particular situation (laughs) is that i actually listened to this unnamed person's podcasts does that unnamed person well, what want a, to what want to have somebody person. to say I, for himself? I can't, I can't believe somebody would actually do something like that and not mention you. Terrible, terrible podcaster. I bastard. If I if I ever see him, I'll beat him up. It, it, <laughs> that I would wonder, be appreciated, parrot. Is this because I slapped him with a tuna? <laughs> Look, I, I have to. Re- I, 
I am very sorry. I, I, I have to apologize. It was a thing where, you know, I know that most other people, I, I'm friends uh, with a lot of podcasters that I've invited on my show and stuff, and I know that most of them don't listen to me, and I was uh, going through a list of a few that I, I, I know listen to my show, and I just forgot about you. I am very sorry. I will make it up to you. <laughs> All <laughs> right. Isn't that like an Atlantean villain from Marvel Comics? A gay one. <laughs> Now, I know that you. Listen Sorry, that was a Tuma. Never mind. Oh. I know that you listen to me, Brian. Uh, how much do you listen to me, Sean? I've listened to uh, I've listened to several of your earlier podcasts. I kind of take I kind of take a bunch of podcasts at one time and put them on a disc, and I I listen to them when I'm heading off on a car trip across town. I see. And yeah, uh, I don't I don't know uh, what uh, anybody else on the podcast how often they listen to me. Uh, Brian, well, I know I've, you listen to. Uh, I, I listen to a couple. I'm not good at listening to podcasts. So. And he, yeah, he's also not good at responding to feedback. <laughs> yeah, I'm decent if, if I feel the need to. <laughs> I'm sorry. What was that? <laughs> he says if, if he... I feel the need to. I responded to dumbass here, and I responded to our um, listener from Australia when it looked like I needed to. All right. You, you, you responded to me uh, one time when I was talking about Weird Al, and uh, we didn't seem to continue the conversation very much. <laughs> 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 uh, and also, I you know, I I watched the the video podcast that you did, uh, and that is quite humorous. Well, thank you. No homo, though. Yeah, right. No homo. Yeah. And I did watch your review of the Green Lantern animated show. That's yeah. I I watched that too. I got a kick out of that. Slide about that. This is the uh, wait. This is the straight Green Lantern, not the uh, not the Green Lantern. Yeah, this is Hal Jordan. Right. This is the straight yeah. asshole Green Lantern. You know, the only thing that was missing from your your uh, review of the Hal Jordan Green Lantern cartoon was Bow Chicka Wow Wow. <laughs> you know that uh, that's a fun series. They've had like thirteen episodes in the in the first season. I, I hope there's going to be another season, but you know, it's it's got a lot to make fun of in it because you know it's a lot of just you know a lot of little things like the stuff that was in that very first episode to make fun of. And I'm looking forward to going through the rest of it and, you know, finding other stuff in other series and stuff to make fun of as well. Red Lantern makeup sex. <laughs> All right. So where can they, where, tell them where they can find you again. Um, well, I'm at, uh, the, if you want to see all of the podcasts under the Dumbass Media Empire, you can go to dumbassmedia.info. Um, if you want, to, yeah, my podcast, The Dumbass's Guide to Knowledge, is at uh, dumbassguide.info. And uh, the Invisible Sky Monster podcast, which uh, both you, Brian, and you, Sean, have been on, is at uh, InvisibleSkyMonster.com. And Ian and, uh, knows why he hasn't been on there. Yes. <laughs> yes. Or, or do you, the problem we talked about already. <laughs> yeah. I don't respond good to. I know. I'm bad. Dude, dude, do you want to be on my podcast, Ian? I'm all for it. Well, we need to get his sound. We need to get his uh, his audio equipment fixed first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. We uh, as soon as you get your audio equipment, maybe uh, give me a send me a message, and I'll see what we can work out. Yeah, because he has standards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is something we don't have on this podcast. No, no standards. <laughs> no homo. To be fair, my my standards are low. <laughs> of course, you've been having um, the rest of us on the podcast, and you're willing to have me on, so. <laughs> Uh, all right. Is there anything else, or are, are, are we are we done here? I think we've driven this one into the ground. I think so too. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. Oh, hey, it was great having Thanks you. Thanks for joining us tonight. All right, say good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Bye. Suck it, Baskin Robbins. Thank you for listening to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast. For more information about the Amateur Skeptics, go to amateurskeptics.com to send us feedback, suggestions, or big flaming insults. 
feel free to contact us at WTF at AmateurSkeptics.com. Other contact information can be found on our website. You can leave a voicemail for the Amateur Skeptics Podcast at 720-295-7785. Music for this podcast was provided by OFM. To find out more about OFM, go to myspace.com forward slash OFMHQ. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons No Derivatives 3.5 license. Thank you for listening to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast. Amateur Skeptics website, Facebook, and podcast album art is provided by and copyright Shadow Knight Digital Portraiture. Larger prints or custom pieces are available upon request. 